0: Listen to the assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.
1: Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today, a lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for best documentary feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists.
0: You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human.
1: This has been Doc Talk. Thank, thank you. Great thank conversation. Thank you. This is V Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on V the Sports Betting Network.
4: Welcome in to our two Veasan final countdown. Stormy Bon and Tony and Matt Brown with you live from the South Point in Las Vegas, and uh, we got a lot to cover here in this hour. It is Teaser Tuesday. We'll have our guy JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, senior NBA betting analyst here at Veasan, join us in about 15 minutes, and it is Power Rankings time for us to update those bad boys at the end of the hour. So make sure you stick around for that. But we will start with Teaser Tuesday. Roll that music, Steph.
3: It's another another one another one. We love no. teaser Tuesday.
4: I guess that's not really music. Teaser Tuesday. T- t- <laughs> <laughs> another one. Uh, I love it. Okay, yes. so you are our resident teaser aficionado. Although I have been dabbling in the game a bit more, and it has been, and it's been quite nice. favorable, yeah. except so for the stupid Ravens. We talked. To, listen,
2: there. we talked about it. It was one of those things. It's very there's variance involved in betting. Like there's going to be variance. It, it was, was very bad point. for the first four to five weeks of the season, and it has been very good mm-hmm. since then. And so it's just you know there's variance involved with with all this. And so if you've been playing the teaser legs, you should have played or that, you know, when I say should have played, when you've been playing the teaser legs that you typically would have played and if you didn't get scared off by how things went for the first four or five weeks of the season, then you've been making a lot of money because they've been hitting at a pretty high rate. So we find some kind of non-traditional options really this week because there's not a lot that fit exactly in the mold, right? I mean, again, starting on Thursday night where – you could take the Raiders to a them, right? I mean, like that's not something we typically do all of the time, but it's kind of the non-traditional way. You could take them down to a pick if you want to take, you know, any sort of variance really out of what's going on. I mean, I get the point spread. I would still play the Raiders no matter what. I mean, this Baker Mayfield okay. thing doesn't. This Baker Mayfield thing doesn't really affect me at all in this because even if they do decide to trot him out on you know, two days essentially. Right. Like it is one of those things where it's a, how much of the playbook can he possibly learn, you know, in 24 hours. Right. I mean like that, there's just not a lot. It would be like this, this skeleton of a playbook as it is anyway. And I don't think that that's anything we're incredibly worried about. Remember Matt, Matt uh, Matt Stafford and Bryce Perkins and all these, guess what they, guess what they, they, they knew the whole playbook. And like, and, and this was still the offense that you were getting out of this. John Walford and all those guys. Like, I mean, they, they knew the whole playbook. Like,
4: I feel like people just see the fact that it was a four-point game in the game with Seattle on Sunday. And they're like, okay, maybe the Rams are going to be able to keep games closer again. They're at home in this spot. I don't think it necessarily has to do with any, like, Baker or anything. Um, but it's more like okay, the Rams have been a little bit more competitive, even though they've been on this crazy losing streak, and the Ra- Raiders are a hard team to trust. But I think, if anything, the Raiders have shown us that they're finally starting to put things together and have taken a step. I have no problem with the six here, but I, I, I like so I like those non-traditional ones. I like the teasing down to just to win um, and having that be a win versus the minus yeah. one. So I don't mind it at all.
2: The other kind of non-traditional, you know, a couple other non-traditional legs. Buffalo is sitting. At nine, you could play a six and a half if you wanted to. I don't typically ever play the six and a halves, but, you know, you could do that if you want to take them down under the field goal to to play the Jets. And, and, I mean, listen, I know what people are going to say. That's that's far too many points for Buffalo. But, look, with the Jets, they moved the ball against a Vikings defense that has been able to be moved on all year long. And then not only that, they came out in what I consider to be a just a atrocious game plan in the second half of almost playing like just so soft that it made Mike White again look like he was John Elway or something out there. And so...
4: 31 of 57 for 369 yards and a rushing touchdown.
2: Yeah, so it's... It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be easy sledding against the Bills. That's not going to be the case. And so you could go that route. Another one, we talk about the non traditional deal, would be Cincinnati down to a pick 'em. Look, this opened at four and a I half. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I this, like that one very much. Yeah. This opened at four and a half. You could take this down to pick 'em as well if you wanted to go that route. Now, listen, we say this all the time. Just make sure when you go in and you do some plugging in, depending on where the juice is at your book of choice, just make sure that that play is better than just playing a money line parlay because mm-hmm. sometimes you know if you play a money line parlay it could come up actually better than than playing the 120. So for example, for example in this one if you play just the juice over at uh over at DraftKings right now, the the money line parlay actually comes in at less than 120. So you would just play the you would just play money line parlay on uh on the Bengals and the Raiders if you wanted to go that route as opposed to playing a teaser. So, again, just that's also something to to make sure that if you're going to be doing this, like make sure that you plug in these these deals yeah. where you, you might get a better better number like that.
4: The uh, Eagles are a seven-point favorite at the Giants. Any interest in teasing that one down to one?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, it, I understand what people are going to say, and, and I am sitting here beating the drum for Brian Dayball all day long, right? I mean, this guy, what he has done with so little talent – has been really amazing there in New York. By the way, I'm going to lose that. I'm going to lose that New York Giants mm. over Alt over. I'm going to lose. They had they had seven wins and like they're they're going to. That finish will seven be and such ten. a yeah. bad beat. No, oh, I'm going to lose it for sure. Like they are, they're they're going to finish seven nine and one. Like this this is happening. It is. It, it, I know it for sure. So I'm going to end up losing that all. I'm not even going to get a push out of it. Like I'm going to end up losing it. Uh, that being said, it's just a different animal with the Eagles coming to town. And with that not inc- not totally locked up yet, that number one seed, of course, like this Eagles team is still got to play, still got to play four quarters, still got to play the whole thing out, still got to win all these games. And so, yeah, I've, that one for sure. They're just a better squad. They're just a better team. It's a better defense than what the Giants played last week in than in Washington. I mean, just everything about the Eagles is is much much better. So mm. there's that. And there's the, the one that I want to really kind of run from here though is. You know, at this point, we've moved where the Lions are two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Vikings, and you could take the Vikings up to eight-and-a-half. But the problem is, is we are sitting in a game where I think the variance in this game could be immense. Like, it is... Two teams with good offenses and two teams with bad defenses, and when that happens, there is no telling how this, like, the, what the final score can end up being. Here.
4: So that said, did you have an interest in the total then?
2: I mean, possibly. I mean, I, th- I think that fifty-three is about appropriate, right. you know. But I mean, it is. It's one. This is one of those games where this could be. This might be the worst. This might be the worst teaser-like play, maybe of. To of trappy the year, of the year.
4: Well, it's you just so, don't know. You just don't have an, a concept of what's going to actually the, happen in this the game.
2: Lions' offense when healthy has been really good. They, listen, they've been able to move the ball and they've been able to score. Like they have been really good when they've been healthy. And the Vikings' offense is going to move the ball as well. The problem is, is Kirk Cousins. If he plays anything like he did this past week, this this could be a this could be a double digit loss for this Vikings team if they turn the ball over a couple times against the Lions and then aren't able to stop them because Lions are a better offense than the Jets were. Last week, and it's look. Kirk Cousins missed so many layups. I mean, yes, the Jets defense is much much better than the Lions, and they created a little. They created some of the struggles for Kirk Cousins. There were other times where Kirk Cousins was not pressured at all. There was nothing, and he just missed layups. I mean, just like full on, just completely blew it. And so, you know, if they get a performance out of him like that, then they could lose this one. So, you will not find me backing the Vikings in a in a teaser this week.
4: So, what do you think about taking the Chiefs down against the Broncos? Sitting at nine, take them down to three, or if you want to do the six and a half to make it two and a half?
2: Yeah, I mean, they're they're going to win this. I mean, they're going to win this game. This Broncos team is is done. So, like they've quit, and even the decent even the defense is like, at some point, that you can only. You can only do so much, right? I mean, like, you can I only- wonder
4: at what point this Broncos defense is just going to give up and be yeah. like, we're not getting any help yeah. on the other side of the ball. Why are we putting our bodies on the line like this consistently if it's for no results?
2: This past week had to have been the most demoralizing yeah. loss of a team all, all season long. Where you, you have a defense that has, I mean, I understand there was the injury and all that, and I I, I get it. But still, look, still an NFL quarterback. They're still, like, trying to score points on you. They hold them, they hold them, they hold them, whatever, and the Broncos can't do anything on the offensive side to give that defense any sort of buffer whatsoever and put them in that position to lose that game. I mean, that had to be one of the most demoralizing losses of the entire I want season.
4: Russell Wilson to be asked the same question that Zach Wilson was asked.
2: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he needs to be like, yeah, uh, that is definitely on me. I mean, so that being said, this Ravens team, you could take them up to eight and a half against the Steelers. Um, mm-hmm. And that is a game with a 37 total. So you'd be getting eight and a half points in a game with a 37 total. This is one of those things where I this is one of those games where I like the Steelers but at the same time like I don't like the Steelers really in any situation to win by margin there's not that Correct. type of team right I mean there's not that type of offense so I mean I would I probably for it's all said and done we'll we'll probably end up on a Ravens leg because just it's Steelers this has Steelers winning by 3 6 right. like written like all over it. That was know?
4: my thought. This is one of those games where it's just like on principle you should probably bet this based on the total and the thought process that The Steelers have been able to put games Mm -hmm. together and could win. Uh, But by how much? I
2: don't know. Although,
4: hey, my my season win total is coming back. Yeah. Could the Steelers be live?
2: Maybe so. I hope. I mean, listen. That's the. It's it's a cool story, anyway, right? I mean, like it, it, it's a young team. It's a There's bunch a of young players, yeah, that are that are kind of putting it together. Uh, and then not the, other the one alt
4: is, over. Not the alt over. But the, nice the other
2: favorite. would be taking the Patriots to seven and a half. I mean, I mean, taking the Cardinals. I'm sorry, to seven and a half against the the Patriots. Patriots currently sitting as a, a point and a half favorites over the Arizona Cardinals. You would do the Cardinals mm-hmm. at home as seven and a half point uh, dogs in a teaser leg against the Patriots. As bad as the Cardinals have been again it kind of goes back to the deal is is this is the patriots offense really built to win at margin or is they are they the team, or is their is their version of success right kind of playing a low scoring battle it out type of game and if that's the case then winning at margin really isn't a play right i mean it seems like the the path of success for the patriots is not to get into a sh- any sort of shootout game it would be low scoring Kind of you know, butting heads back and forth or whatever. and and that's how that's kind of like how they would prefer to win I
4: conceptually, think. I understand it. Yeah. I just that's just not one that I'm running to the window to bet. I don't care for it very much, especially because the Cardinals have actually been worse at home than they have on the road. So it's just, that's just one that I just stayed away from. But I like a lot of them. I like a lot listen, of them.
2: Listen, there's too much golf there in Scottsdale. There's too many, like, <laughs> nice little restaurants, like you were saying, in downtown Scottsdale. You just it's had just to be, pull that beautiful. out there yeah, again. Yeah. Don't
4: worry. You're coming with mm. me next time, mm. okay? What about the Panthers to 10 and a half I know that's a weird one, oh. but no. Come
0: ah? ah. ah.
4: on. Feeling a little frisky? Yeah. No? All well. right. We're going to step aside. JVT Jonathan Bontobel is going to join us next, and I know he has a teaser in pocket. Get that one and a whole lot more when he joins us next.
3: Love you, John Wall. Thanks, coach. Love you too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my name.
1: My <laughs> this is Reese's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on Vison, the sports betting network.
4: We know y'all love listening to Vison live, but Vison's not just the home of your favorite betting shows. We also have great written content at vsin.com. Our guy JVT is all over it, especially when it comes to the NBA, posting an NBA market report every morning. He highlights the marquee games of the day, gives important injury notes, and of course, his picks. And while you're there, you can check out our NBA betting splits page to see where the money is going on each game as the week goes on. All of this and more again at vsin.com. JVT joins us now, senior NBA betting analyst, host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, live bet Saturday and Sunday as well on the weekend. And JVT, I couldn't help Help but notice, looking at your market report today, there's there's three games going on in the NBA, but there wasn't a side or a total or anything that you really liked enough to get in on. How come?
5: No, I'm going to wait for this Cleveland and um, the uh, Los Angeles injury report and get some clarity on it, Stormy. So Jared Allen uh, might be coming back tonight for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And that's pretty big. He's missed the last five games for Cleveland. Really good rim protector. And that matters against the Lakers. If you go over the course of this 10-game run that they're on, for those who don't know, they're 8-2 straight up, 7-2 and 1 against the spread. Uh, they've been killing it within four feet of the basket. And that's not surprising, right? They have LeBron James. They have Anthony Davis. But they're taking a ton of shots at the rim. I think it's about 40% or so. Shooting about 70% or higher within four feet of the basket. Really some great numbers. And their free throw numbers are incredible. But if Allen's going to be out there, it's a really good rim deterrent. The market's moving in that direction. So it would seem that maybe being upgraded to questionable is leading the way back for him. So I'll wait in game. You know, like there's only three games on the board. Watch how it's going with Allen. See if he's the same defensive self and if the Lakers are having some trouble at the rim. And if that's going to be the case, maybe come in here on Cleveland if I can get a little bit of a better number. But that's what I'm kind of waiting for.
2: John, I know uh, you're, you're having a handicap five different sports at the same time, yes. but looking ahead to tomorrow's slate, is there any game that you're at least kind of eyeing right now? You've, we're, I know it's, it's a little bit early for you, but a, a pretty decent little slate
5: tomorrow. Uh, you know, I haven't had a really look at a good look at it yet, Matt, but I'll say when I was looking around at it and just circling like some contests that might Mm. be of interest, uh, obviously golden state and Utah, I think would be at the top of the list. You know, I haven't consistently done this, but I think we're at Mm -hmm. the point right now where Utah is on its way down, right? Kind of becoming the team that we expected them to be. And a lot of people might be down on golden state given that they just lost to the Indiana Pacers on their home court. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's hard to run high, and the, the Warriors have been running high a little bit better. But I think this is one where we're seeing an overnight or, you know, day, day of, I guess we'll call it, day before, of minus two, with a total of 238.5 of that two being in favor of Golden State. I would make that a little bit higher. So we'll see what the, the mass open is there. But I think that's at the top of the list of games that I've got circled.
4: Uh, A little bit ago, our last segment, we were getting into all the fun of Teaser Tuesday. And I happen to know you have one in pocket already. Uh, What two teams stood out to you to put together?
5: Yeah, so I, the uh, the one that I have so far right now, Stormy, is I tease the Cardinals up plus seven, Ravens up to eight and a half. So obviously low total in that Ravens and Steelers game, so getting that number up to the two key numbers and getting eight and a half is going to be pretty prime there. And I also think, look, you know, we saw the Ravens defensively still are a relatively decent team. Kenny Pickett has been playing better, but I think this has the makings of like, you know, an old school AFC North slobber knocker, uh, if you will, as we kind of know and love. Uh, so getting it up to those two key numbers, is uh, I think, is going to work. And with a full week of prep right now coming in as a backup quarterback, I think this offense has the chance to be a little bit better as well. So tease that thing up. Uh, If, you know, Kenny Pickett and the Steelers beat me by nine or more points, then I will tip the cap and take it. Uh, And the other one is uh, teasing up this Cardinals team. I I made this a short favorite in favor of the Arizona Cardinals. I I made it one and a half. Personally, Uh, we might be heading in that direction uh, because right now there's a bunch of ones on the board. I don't know if you guys saw the report about 20, 30 minutes ago, but uh, everybody in the Patriots locker room wearing masks, it seems that there might be a little bit of a flu bug going around the locker room. So maybe the market will react there, But I think, honestly, this is just one where I see a little bit of value. I see a team that I think should be favored ever so slightly. So let me tease that up. Cardinals can still rush the passer. Cardinals still have Kyler Murray. We saw a somewhat mobile quarterback in Justin Fields give this defense some problems a few weeks back. And, Matt, you and I talked about it. Uh, We were at that point a couple of weeks back where the Patriots were the number one team in the league, right? EPA per play defensively. That's kind of slipped off a little bit here. So maybe the Patriots being a little overvalued. So I teased up the Cardinals.
2: We have a situation in which a very bad opening performance from the Browns did move this from four and a half on the opener to six in favor of Cincinnati. Uh, That being said, you're not afraid of that line move here, John. You're going to go ahead and lay six with Cincinnati.
5: No, this is another one where, you know, I I made it just over seven, Matt. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if we're just sitting at six, uh, even though I'm this out on the line move, I'll lay this, you and I discussed you know, the um, the upward mobility here of Cincinnati and how well they have played. Uh, I figured this might close seven, so I wanted to get ahead of that, too, if that's going to be the case. Uh, maybe not because it's just a flat six across the board. We've got plenty of time to move here. Uh, but I also think that this Bengals offense can do a lot to this uh, Cleveland secondary that we've seen throughout the season have a lot of issues. And on the flip side of this, too, uh, we should also know, too, this offense line has been much better, as we noted the other day. So I just figured, look, I have some line value in this personally. I made this a full seven. Uh, I think this might get there, so let me just lay six with Cincinnati. And, um, yes, I missed out on the best number, but I still think there was some value there, so I laid six.
4: The uh, Chargers have struggled a little bit lately dealing with injuries, dropped three of their last four games straight up, but they're getting three and a half against a Miami team that we saw this past weekend um, have a backup quarterback end up ultimately beating them in the San Francisco 49ers and Tua Bailoa dealing with an injury late in that game Is it worth taking the three and a half here with Los Angeles?
5: I mean, I did. And we're at like three minus 120 and like a bunch of flat threes. So I think, look, what I find interesting, Stormy, and I talk about this all the time when we we did the Friday shows with Matt, which, by the way, I'm not going to be a part of. You're all done. So uh, I will miss those. Uh, But like – when you talk about like market highs and lows, and we had really good examples of this this last weekend, right, with the Philadelphia Eagles, with the San Francisco 49ers, you know this Chargers team opened up as a road favorite against the Las Vegas Raiders last week. They closed as underdogs and they ended up losing that game outright. But the market had a lot of respect for this Chargers team a couple of weeks ago. They were, were road favorites against the Arizona Cardinals, and now here they are at home against the Miami Dolphins. And yes, you know you mentioned a little bit of a beat up to it, Tonga loa potentially, but for me, it's just now the market has all of a sudden wiped their hands of the Chargers. They're like, look, we're done. We can't. Can't do this anymore this team has not treated us very well despite being a highly rated team for most of the season but i think when i look at miami i see a defense that i think is going to have some trouble with this offense i think it's one that uh, we saw right the lions game the bears game that there's been multiple shootouts with some of these lesser opponents that the dolphins have had and on the other for the other end of it uh, i'm not entirely sure that to a tongue of yes this system raises his floor we saw poor he could potentially be this last week and on top of that, I thought most of the weaknesses for the Chargers are up front against a run game, uh, as opposed to maybe the secondary that I think could probably contain a lot of stuff in front of them. So ultimately, I think it's just a value play. The, the market was so high on the Chargers. Now they're three and a half, or now three. But at the point, they were three and a half point underdogs. So it took three in the hook with the Chargers.
4: Also, after you said that you'd be done with Fridays, Matt looked at me like, "No, buddy, you're not done with Fridays yet. No, you're you're, you're going to still be coming with us for a little bit longer."
5: <laughs> you're not. You're not done.
2: Oh, she we, goes oh, I on I vacation at least two or three more times. Like she goes. I, say, just, I know. Yeah,
4: I got and a couple weekend Friday? bowl games. Yeah, yeah. 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 She, She's yeah. got
2: three, four more vacations before this is all said <laughs> and done. Don't hate so, me. I yeah. love you. So, You're the best. So, Thank so, you so for doing about. this. Uh, John Heyman, Aaron Judge, appears headed to the Giants. He's coming through right now. So Aaron okay. Judge to the oh. Giants there. What was um, that,
4: 330, 330 mil that was what we heard he was offered?
2: Something something along those lines. And Obviously. he typed it so fast because he wanted ah. to be the first person to put it. He typed arson, a uh, uh, uh Instead of Aaron. So it's arson uh, judge.
4: It was a $360 million offer that was yeah. reported earlier today. So, so interesting.
2: The, the auto correct obviously went from Aaron that's to really arson funny. and it's arson judge appears headed to the Giants. Why so. is he
5: typing arson so
2: often?
5: <laughs> <laughs> that it's on his phone. You know, what know.
4: always bothers me is when ducking is the autocorrect correct. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, everyone, whoever, oh, no one like, ever, everyone. That's yeah. not a very common word. Oh,
2: yeah. My iPhone is very smart. It's obviously doesn't know me very well. though. It, like, <laughs> it doesn't doesn't know me incredibly well. Uh, John, we did talk a little bit about your uh, your bowl game plays yesterday on the show, but for people who did not tune in, let's head straight to the big game uh, involving involving two teams that. Hey, look, you and I said there's still going to be a big gap here between Georgia and everybody else, and Georgia's sitting at six and a half, and you're you're willing to go ahead and and play them.
5: Yeah, I laid it early with Georgia, and we'll see if it gets to seven. I think that would be the case, mm-hmm. Matt. Uh, Ohio State, of course, one of their wide receivers uh, deciding not to, uh, and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigwe has been out most of the season, but they thought they might get him back. Not the case. He's going to test the NFL and continue rehabbing his injury. Um, so that you know, it doesn't hurt Ohio State's chances here because you figured they weren't going to play with them, but you would hope that we got him back. Not the case. But I also think Georgia. Look, at the end of the day, Ohio State has had a lot of trouble with teams like this. We saw the last two matches of Michigan, overtly physical teams that can beat them up at the line of scrimmage. Uh, those are going to of problems. George, I think you could argue their secondary is probably the weakest link in this defense, but it's still really strong is going to be able to take uh, some of these uh, dynamic wide receivers, not out of play, but at least be able to match up with them to a certain extent. I'm willing to lay six and a half with a number that I think is going to close seven. Some spots like the South point, your guys are sitting at uh, took a position early open six, got to six and a half. So I'm just going to lay six and a half and uh, assume that the thing, uh, this thing gets to seven by the time we get to kickoff.
4: I oddly enough in this Kansas state Alabama game for the sugar bowl thought that the line would go down, but instead K-State getting four now. I see at least live on DraftKings right now. More attractive even more now?
5: Yeah, I mean, I took three and a half, so I'm hoping that it's not the direction it's going, but uh, we'll see. I think we I read a report earlier at Alabama, you know, uh, they haven't really spoken about Bryce Young and others who aren't going to play in this game. I would assume, though, Stormy, that once the uh, news comes out that they're going to have a lot of opt-outs, this thing's going to mm-hmm. start to head in Kansas State's direction. I don't think they'll be favored, but this might close closer to like two and a half or one and a half as opposed to this three and a half four that's out there right now.
4: Yeah, could not agree with you more. JVT, thank you so much for doing this and as always for holding down the fort when I'm gone. You're the best man.
5: Of course, you got it. I got a raise for it. I'm waiting for the money still, but I got a raise for <laughs> it.
4: We need, to, we need to talk to the higher-ups. You got a new camera anyway. I you know, know whatever, looking yeah, sharp. And all
2: that, so there's that. Looking you know, spiffy.
4: Um, we are going to step aside, but we have some more college football to get to on the other side. The annual Army-Navy game is going to get things started uh, later on this weekend. Plenty of bowl conversation to come, so don't go anywhere. VEASAN Final Countdown Bowl Edition next
1: This is CBS Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on Faceit, the sports betting network.
4: Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit draftkings.com/guinness, set your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of 115,000 bucks all year long. Guinness made of more. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com for details. <laughs>
5: Well, uh, we had interesting some drama,
4: little break.
2: Yeah, interesting drama. little break here. Uh, John Heyman, who, you know, is a very well known major league baseball insider, so that's why I felt comfortable enough saying that on, on air, has come back and retracted his statement saying the Giants have not heard from Aaron Judge. My apologies for jumping the gun. So That's if you're a, a Giants fan, sorry about that. And if you ran and started to bet the Giants to win like the NL, was like, sorry about that yes. as well.
4: Still, the yeah. belief is that the Giants mm-hmm. offered Judge a $360 million deal. Um, but apparently the team has not, in fact, heard from judge on whether or not that's going to yeah, get signed. Yeah,
2: that's a so, bad one. That's a bad one. That is, it's only, and, you know, and, the biggest free agent out y- there like, you know, whatever. I know. It's only it's only the biggest signing that everyone's waiting on in the offseason. And no you
4: said go. you said another reporter too.
2: Yes, was like immediately after kind of saying, "Oh, Buzz is judge to Judge to, to Giant, I went and looked and see if if she had walked it back, and she has not yet, but okay. uh, we'll we'll see. So, um,
4: Heyman's, Heyman's tweet um, a few hours ago, by the way, before his own quote, jumping mm-hmm. the gun on that, um, was that the assumption or belief among most teams, was that the Yankees still did remain the favorites to keep Judge? Um, so, just keep that in mind as well, because that was a report from him three hours prior then he obviously had some bad sources. It appears that a deal was done with the giant, so we will continue to monitor this. If we do end up getting a firm answer throughout the hour, but not often that you see an insider like that have a flub like that.
2: So yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And also, I mean, this is this one is too where maybe who knows? Like maybe there's just this crazy bidding war going on, yes. like you know, behind also, the scenes. Also, I whatever. have
4: to tell you when you told me about the tweet initially about yeah. the arson thing. i yeah. joking. I look it up, and the first. Uh, re- reply to the tweet was John. This is the biggest moment of your career, and you spelled his <laughs> name wrong. And then he had to delete the so tweet. So he didn't. Anyways, so, so he didn't. He
2: didn't double check the spelling of the name, so nor the source up, of the uh, information. Actually, so.
4: actually, double bad. Technically, he wasn't wrong. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, because Arson Judge still might sign. <laughs> Arson, For all
4: we know, Arson Judge could have a still, jam.
2: Still might sign. Yeah.
4: Okay, we will continue to monitor if this throughout. He was smart. He'd have
2: left that tweet up instead of correcting it and been like, Oh yeah, I was just you know. Whatever. Yes. I was just I was, I was just goofing. we we'll just goofing. Just goofing. I was just goofing a little bit, you know. Nobody we'll go. dive
4: a little deeper into uh, market moves if <laughs> and when yeah, that if, if and when. becomes real. But currently, that is not the case, evidently. <laughs> um, but I would, did want to give a shout out though to our guy Steve Buchanan, who comes on the show every week. He did predict DeGrom going to the the Rangers. That was a 25 to one bid. If you went out there back on November 16th. And he also did say Aaron judge to the giants was his pick, which I mean, a 6 foot 7 guy, I think it just makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, that he would go to the Giants.
2: He but. would in fact be a giant <laughs> in, in the land, in the yeah, land of Giants. But yeah, TV on that. TBD yeah, on we that should, we should, we shall see. I mean, listen, we guys we still got half an hour. Maybe something will get confirmed here in the next half an hour.
4: Um, let's get into a little bit of college football mm-hmm. though. Like I referenced before the break, uh we do have a game coming up this Saturday. Navy a one and a half point favorite against Army, total 33, the the annual game that no matter what America wins and you love to see it. This one at Lincoln Financial Field. Navy actually came in on this this game is a short underdog and the line is flipped to the favorite role, but it is no secret for years and years and years, the under has been the play in this game, no matter how low the number has been. And now you, you see here at South Point, even it's at 32, um, but 12 <laughs> straight unders cashing since 2005. Navy last year had the big upset, rallying past Army 17-13 as a seven-point dog. Army actually led 17-3, but the mids came back. That that tells you something when the team comes back with 10 unanswered mm. points and it still hits the under um, in a game. Army won in 2020, 15 to nothing. This is going to be a little bit of a weird year though because both teams are under 500 so it's not necessarily the we have the big favorite like we've had in the past.
2: Yeah, it is it so you know I I clown on trends and things and stuff like that but like this isn't really necessarily a trend more as it is they they play a certain style of football. That is how they play, that is how they're going to continue to play and whatever. So it's like it's not this yes. isn't so much a trend as it is like no, these are just two teams that play a certain way and it does not lend to one explosive plays very often no. and two a lot of scoring. So that's kind of why we continue to get this and why we see a total sitting at thirty two. And even with it being thirty-two, as you mentioned, they've kind of been bad like this year as yes. well. And so now you come into you come into this with not only the style of play that they play, but then also they hadn't been very good either. So this could this this could be I mean, it really could. It could be 10 yes. 6. Or and something so, like. so,
4: Navy, Navy has um, logged a couple of wins over teams that maybe they shouldn't have this year. They beat ECU in the season finale. They upset, uh, I'm not saying the season finale, but late in the year, upset um, UCF. They are 7 and 2 ATS their last nine games, but they do not have their quarterback, Ty Lavatai. So they've been running even more with Daba Fofana. Okay. Based on a lot of the numbers that I was looking. Army's not going to have their running back Tyrell Robinson, but five straight covers for them. Just a lot of close losses on the Army side, but they did win their last two games to close out the regular season. I don't have a play in this game might just throw some money on the under in principle because it's going to yeah. be an ugly, low-scoring affair, more than likely because that's just how this game has been historically. Um, but like we talked about earlier, bowl season so interesting in general, and there's a lot of potential opportunity to get in on certain games. As you kind of looked at the bowl slate, and it could be New Year's 6, it could be mm-hmm. just a random game that stood out to you. Was there anything that you have liked early or not yet?
2: Yeah, I went ahead and I, I did go ahead and take – georgia as well against we're Ohio all State. on a yeah, it me and jbt we're only was, in the six and, a and a half. it was last night after just you know talking it through with you guys and it was kind of a lean for me as it was anyway and it, you look at the, at the georgia squad right and from top to bottom there isn't i think a discernible difference in these teams except the quarterback position right i mean and what they ask though of stetson bennett he doesn't he doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they play the defense that they play. They play the style of offense. Which is
4: why, sorry to go on a tangent here, but were you surprised to see him on the Heisman finalist list?
2: I guess at some point you just, you had to fill out like,
4: the quarterback on the best team, yeah, just does, throw him in there, because you know, the there free were a trip. lot of other players I feel like that had better seasons than him.
2: Given the trip, you know.
4: Yeah, so I Caleb mean, Williams, Max you know, Duck, he didn't have CJ to buy Stroud, when your finalists. name is
2: when your name is Stetson Bennett. He <laughs> doesn't even have to like go buy a, a new suit or get a new suit. You know, he's got like nine custom suits just, like, just sitting. In this I think thing. this is almost like, Bennett the I, I think was, this
4: is almost like a career achievement. The finalist that he got to that he gets to go to New York because he's the former walk on that you know makes his way and it's, I mean he is a great story don't get me wrong but like there yes. are a lot of other players I think had better seasons more deserving of getting that fourth spot but that's just my personal opinion yes
2: I mean this go is a on. foregone conclusion there's no drama in this at all we know this had gotten to like minus ten thousand and so we're not really worried about we're not really worried about how the uh, Heisman is going to go. Yeah, and so I look I I play Georgia. I think it's fairly interesting too. Um I think the Alabama I I do think that the Alabama situation is worth monitoring a good bit because eventually we're going to get the official official news that at least I'm I'm going to guess that four to five of their players probably end mm-hmm. up sitting out the bowl game and you know, me, me and JBT talked about this a little bit yesterday. And you know, love or hate, Alabama's a program. No matter what you think about them, love or hate, Nick Saban. One thing Saban will do is he'll, I mean, he'll he tells you like, mm-hmm. this is your springboard to go have make a career for yourself for the rest. of it. And so, like, he is going to advise these guys that are going to be first and second round picks. Like, hey, look, this probably isn't your best idea to do. So now, if this adjusts too far, mm-hmm. I think then it might be an opportunity to play in on Alabama, right? Because you're replacing five stars with five stars, right? I mean, like, yes, it's less experienced five stars, but you're still, you're just Mm -hmm. replacing five stars with five stars.
4: The, um, the number was originally five and a half. Um, We saw it four and a half yesterday. Now it down to some places all the way to three, but at DraftKings, we did see that tick back up to four. And I do still like taking the points with Kansas state. Chris Kleiman, as a head coach, three, and oh in his career against AP top five opponents. Like he gets his teams up for the big games and Kansas State, this is a game that's going to mean a lot to them. And they're coming off the Big 12 title win against TCU. They're right in that wave, um, especially if Alabama doesn't have Bryce Young and their best defensive player. I think there's a chance, at least, for them to cover more than a field goal. So, I like that there, um, where things sit right now. I actually am going to be on the radio
2: broadcast for
4: that game. So... If you have any restaurant recommendations oh, in New yeah. Orleans, yeah, I'll be sure that, to check them out. For anybody who doesn't that took know this, no time, right? the last time that I went, oh, that's hilarious. Okay, Arson Judge <laughs> they've already, jerseys. They've Jersey already made some Arson
2: Judge jerseys out there. Yeah, it's great. Jeez yeah, that, took no, that took no time. Yeah, people but, are.
4: Uh with, with Matt and I, last time I went to New Orleans, <laughs> he gave me a full list of restaurant recommendations. And didn't I was do that. I did not go didn't anywhere. Go to any of them, so. But I just I huh. had work to do. I
2: understand. And
4: the I hotel understand. was just very comfortable. I didn't. I, what do you want from me?
2: We looked at some of these look ahead lines though for for the bowl games that are available over at DraftKings. Not a, none of these have have drastically moved, but the Ohio State TCU ten and a half in a hypothetical mm. game between Ohio State and TCU.
4: I love the hypotheticals. Yes. It's fun. We're going <laughs> to step aside uh, when we come back, our updated power rankings in the National Football League. Give you our one through 10. Don't go anywhere. Wrapping things up on Visa and Final Countdown when we come back.
5: This is v Final Countdown
1: with Stormy Bonatone and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
4: Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is here, calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with the World Cup in full swing. Now's the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log into Bet Rivers every single match day and receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest lines, odds, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. So head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on the action. It's a whole new game, Stormy Bonantoni and Matt Brown wrapping fact? things up. Now, I love fun facts. You want facts. a fun fact? I mean, it's
2: just – there's nothing more to this other than it being a fun fact. Okay. It is – Brock Purdy will be the seventh different quarterback to make his first career start versus Tom Brady, which that lets you know just how long Tom Brady has been playing. Those you- quarterbacks are 0-6, as you would probably imagine, because Tom Brady always plays for a good team. And if you're making your first career start, you probably lost. But – this, he will be the seventh and the previous six are, are 0 and six.
4: Streaks are meant to be broken. Yes. Just gonna put it that way. Yes. Did you see uh, any of Brock Purdy's press conference, by the way, when he was asked about making his first career start against Brady? So he's been playing the game longer than I've been alive. So yeah, it's a little <laughs> little, <laughs> it's a little unique. Thing. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> but...
2: I know it is like like we joke about that, but he's forty five years old. I mean, like there are several guys in the league. I mean, like, like tons and tons and tons of guys in the league that were not born. Like they were not born when he was in the NFL. Like it's it's crazy. It's a weird,
4: weird thought. Absolutely. Um, We have some updates for our NFL power rankings, like we do every single Tuesday. And I know Matt, you had some significant changes after this Sunday. So let's go from the top. What you got?
2: Yeah, I moved the Bills back up into number one. I do believe at this point they're probably the most complete team. In the NFL, I put the Eagles back up at number two. Listen, that what the Eagles went out and proved this past week, it, 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 it made a big, big difference to me because it, the, the whole handicap here in all this was, well, you can't run the ball against you can't run the ball against the Titans and the Titans are going to run all day long against the Eagles. Well, neither one of those things had to happen and neither one of those things happened. So what happened with the Eagles instead is they're, oh, okay, path of least resistance is for us to just throw the ball over this porous secondary. And so they proved that they didn't have to be a run first team, that they just do that because they're really good at it. But guess what? They have two elite receivers as well and a pretty good quarterback. Jalen Hurts has really, Mm. really proven to me that this dude can make it in the league. And so... uh, I don't there's just no weakness on this team anymore and and they shut down Derrick Henry and yeah the guys are old and they're not the answer but but Davis is coming off of IR he's going to be able to get back in there on that defensive line and when he's in there it's a different defensive line and now he's your primary guy and when he needs a blow you can put in Indomican Sue or Joseph like you can put in these other guys that right now they can't play a full complement of snaps because you know, they're too old and fat and things, and things like that. But, I mean, they've been sitting on the couch. But it's it's like now they don't have to be the every down guys. Like, they're just in there to kind of spell and whatever. It's just a complete team, top to bottom. Cincinnati moves to number three for me because, listen, this is the team that's this – this team is on a massive, massive upswing right now as to where I think the Chiefs, at the very least, are neutral, if not maybe on a slight – Downswing. Chiefs can't run the ball. See,
4: so that's interesting that you say that, because in my mind, I was looking at the Chiefs and Bengals, and like for for my top four, mm-hmm. five, where I sit things right now, those are all super interchangeable for me still at this point. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the my best teams have expanded at this point, but I think of all of them in very much so the same wheelhouse. But I was thinking if the Chiefs and Bengals played each other ten times, I would still probably lean with the Chiefs in the majority of those games. So I had a hard time moving them around just because they had the loss to Cincinnati in this case. And, and I do. I like Cincinnati a lot more moving forward, with what mm. they've been able to do defensively. With what we talked about earlier with their O-line gelling together and protecting Joe Burrow and obviously all of the weapons that he has at his disposal offensively.
2: I but- think the one to five for me, and we have the same one to five. They're just in different order. I think the one to five for me, every one of those teams is separated by no more than like a point and a half. So like, I, I don't think that we are at this point heading into week 14 where we thought we would be. Mm-hmm like six weeks ago, right, where we thought there was this clear, clear number one to kind of a second tier of, like, you know, the Eagles and then maybe one other team, but it's really, it really was kind of like, okay, it's Bills Chiefs, Eagles, and then everyone else. I don't think that we have this big discernible difference in these teams like we thought, and that's because some of these teams are playing better and because some of these other teams are not necessarily playing worse, but there's just deficiencies somewhere along the way. Like I said, like, the Chiefs can't run the ball at all, and so since they can't run the ball, so much is dependent on the pass game. And I don't know what Cincinnati did. And I promise you every defensive coordinator that thinks they might run into the chiefs, how they shut down Travis Kelsey and, uh, and basically had him be non-factor in that game. That is going to be something that everybody is going to try to replicate moving forward, because now you force Patrick Mahomes to have to look at these other options and go to these guys that again, they're fine, but they're not great. Right? Like, there's no other great option there for 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 the Chiefs, and so it's going to be super super interesting moving forward. But and, and the Cowboys are in the discussion too, right? I mean, they're right there. Really good defense. Obviously, the offense is is at times looks unstoppable. Certainly, if they continue to just use Pollard more than than Zeke, they're a much better team as well. So I think any of those top five teams separated by a point point and a half. I
4: was curious since you mentioned Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes there, and obviously how like your affinity for Jalen Hurts that you have. I couldn't remember what number did you get on Hurts for. Oh. Looking yes. So good. I mean, I know he's that he's, Mahomes is still the betting favorite, but yeah. obviously, Hurts is the no. It should be Hurts. Should shot. be Hurts all the way. Should and be Hurts. Been, so I'm going no. to start. I'm
2: going to start. I'm going to start right now. Especially,
4: but especially considering his preseason expectations and how all of the talk around the Eagles was, okay, you have all of the weapons now. The one question mark we have about this team is, is Jalen Hurts going to be enough to get it done? And he's yeah. been so good.
2: The thing that I'm hoping is that Joe Burrow closes the gap enough. To where some people, because remember, it's this ranked voting system now this year. So I'm hoping that Joe Burrow closes the gap enough to where, he, because no one can go further than two on Hertz. Like, if you don't have him one, he can't go further than two. And so I'm hoping that there's enough of the flip flops where, oh, maybe someone puts Burrow two and then Mahomes three and like all these different things like that to where the The accumulation of the points has it where Hurts ends up winning the whole thing. Well, and
4: this part of the season, these next few weeks, are where these games are going to be just so much more to that moving forward. And and with what you said about uh, the Cowboys, by the way, as well, and their offense, I was looking, Dak Prescott, since he's been back from injury, number one in the NFL in points scored. So that team has looked different and the Cowboys and Eagles play each other in Arlington on Christmas Eve so that's a game a lot of people including myself are very yeah. much so looking forward
2: to. Then 6 down for me is where kind of the pretenders come okay. in come in come into you play You dropped here.
4: the 49ers so far down cuz you are not a believer in block, Brock Purdy well, and it it's hurts my heart. Well, I don't want to I don't want to move him yet. Well, so I'm waiting until I get a bigger sample size. Yeah,
2: I mean look, it comes down to and again we've talked about this like what our our criteria for this is who do we think is better on a neutral field today and like like unfortunately, you know, like, unfortunately, it's the situation for the 49ers is pretty bleak at the quarterback position. So I think that they have, I think they have fallen a lot, you know, when it comes down to it. But I think all those teams, 6 to 10, are pretenders. Look, you know, I've been beating the drum for the Vikings all year long, but it's just the 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 defensive strategy and everything that they're doing on the defensive side of the ball is just not built Mm -hmm. to win long like like it's not built to get through a playoff. I still can't
4: believe that they're a dog this week. (laughs)
2: Yeah I know right not only a dog like approaching a a field goal.
4: Yes to the Lions. Yeah
2: like approaching a field goal and and I expect the Lions to have a really good yeah I expect the Lions to have a really good offensive day. I really do and so you know you we can be happy. I'm not betting that game at all because everything gets home for us if they win that game. Yeah. So I don't even have to bet that game singularly. The alt-win total gets over. They they secure the division. Whether That's a payday for us. Like, if they win regardless, so I'm staying far, far, far away from that game.
4: All right. Uh, I also saw that the Buccaneers squeaked back in
2: to yeah. your top ten. Well, out of default, right? I mean, like, seriously, out of default. Because they're I mean, going
4: to win the division and they're going to get a home playoff game. It, it,
2: that, and they're and – they're, and, and, I mean, frankly – at this point, like, what do we do? I mean, like, do we really, do we really like the I mean, I know you have the Ravens and Titans, and they're like, but do we really like them that much better no. than the Bucks? I mean, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't think we do. And especially now you look at the, That's the quarterback our situation of the Ravens. That's mediocrity
4: yeah. Yeah. that we talked about, though. It's like, who even knows, really, at that point? I,
2: I do think it's a five, I think it's a five way race right now. And, and that's just that's kind of how I look at this thing.
4: We are going to wrap up the day like we always do with our pro tip. Uh, head to slash subscribe to get all 20 of them every single day. Actionable insights help make you more educated, better. And this one does involve teaser.
2: Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and read it while you do that. So, listen, always go and check to make sure that the money line parlay doesn't offer better odds than your teaser leg because that happens. You know more often than you think. So again, if you wanted to play Cincinnati and, and the Eagles, if you want to play the Bengals and the Eagles this week, for example, it's better to just play Moneyline line parlay than it is to play them in a teaser leg. So just be sure and and check all that before you throw in some of these teaser legs.
4: And ladies and gentlemen, it's the here. hot dog cooker it's here. It's here. Merry arrived. Christmas to you. Oh my goodness! You now Look have at a this. hot
2: dog cooker. Hot
4: dogs and buns.
2: Look at that, all in one. The whole thing. You can just. You don't have to wait for anything. It's all cooked right there. for I you.
4: can't wait to make some for you Oh, they are and we hot can eat dogs these together <laughs> and
2: i will just sit there and I'll, it'll sit there and it'll just it'll just be a model but there it is
4: please everyone i am still asking for help on what i can do to repay matt for this wonderful gift this christmas holiday what can my present be to matt brown tweet at me at storm Bonantoni, at matt brown m2 what do we get matt hashtag best christmas gift ever
2: not a hot dog cooker. <laughs> Hashtag not a hot dog cooker. I'm so excited. Stick
4: go. around on VCN, Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King is coming up next.